Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another exciting Minecraft discussion. Uh, my name is Dr. Kimberly Quinn, and I am here to help you become the boss of your brain. We also, um, in addition to talking about thoughts come first, feelings second, and thoughts dictating our lives, we also expand right out into the you know well-being arena. And today, uh, I'd like to have a discussion on embracing your inner putterer. Yeah, puttering. Puttering is uh, just as wonderful. It can be very, very mindful. And I'm going to talk about how important this is because at least in the States, we have become a society that is ultra, ultra achievement and productivity oriented. And while achievement is certainly important, it's part of Marty Seligman's PERMA, right? The, the, you know, sort of like the recipe for well-being, positive regard, engagement, relationships, meaning, and achievement or accomplishment. It's important, yet I think just like anything, you know, um, moderation. You think, you know, blueberries are good for you too, but too much causes diarrhea kind of thing, right? So we can become achievement junkies very easily and productivity junkies where, you know, um, you know, we're constantly, constantly, you know, raising the bar on ourselves. So again, though, you know, we want to, we want to have goals, not saying don't have goals. We want to achieve, of course. And that said, we've been also talking a lot about staying process-based because this present moment is all we have. So when we talk about goals and achieving and all that, we talked about, you know, still remaining in the moment because think about it. If we're doing our best, enjoying what we're doing, the goal or the outcome is going to take care of itself anyway and probably come out that much better if you're actually in the moment giving it, you know, 100% of your attention rather than thinking about the goal in the future. Think about it. It just makes no logical sense. So have the goal, but be in the present, I guess, is what I'm saying. So the puttering thing comes in. I'm actually thinking my father-in-law right this minute. He is a putterer and he's retired. And um, my my outlaws, my my husband's parents are just two of the most wonderful people. And they're also, I tell them frequently that I want to bring them in for show and tell to my Minecraft class because they are the poster adults for healthy aging. Um, uh, Ma is almost 80 in November and dad's 79, and they're so healthy. And I, I'd like to think, and they're healthy all the way around. They eat lots of blueberries, like not too much, but a lot, not too many, but lots of blueberries. But they also, they also read, they keep their minds active, and they walk, and they travel, and they do all these things, and they putter, especially my father, but he putters. He does little things around the house. He's um, got chess games, again, both avid readers. He putters around the yard. He's very into the Civil War, and he kind of putters around doing that. And it's, it, it's just, it's, it can be very, very, very healthy to, to take time out because he's mindful when he does it. He is zoned in on whatever it is that he's doing. And this also, there's also sort of a, you know, puttering amped up could be thought of as a hobby. They're a little different because puttering doesn't always, you know, um, puttering also sometimes is like dominoes. You kind of go where you land. Whereas a hobby closely related is, is very similar in that it doesn't have, um, it doesn't really have a specific, it's not a means to an end, I guess. You're doing it because you want to, right? You're doing it because you want to. And you're just 
doing it for the sake of doing it. Just imagine, because we live in such a, again, productivity-based society, and oftentimes hobbies are monetized. And now, certainly there are situations where somebody's hobby, because they love what they do, can turn into, you know, a business or something. And that said, there are some times when, you know, sometimes sometimes something's just a hobby. And when you turn it into a 40-hour or more per week situation, there went the joy from it. In, in fact, I remember when I was um, at home with the five kids and I, gosh, I, and I don't even remember how I just kind of landed back into it. Cause I don't have a memory of making like a big old conscious choice. Maybe I did. It was so long ago because our oldest is now about to turn 30 in November and they're all just a couple years apart for the most part. So um, in the middle area, not when they were infants, because who has time for anything when they're infants, but when they were in that, you know, like early school age, um, I got back into doing some of my art stuff and art can be a fantastic hobby. And it's obviously it depends what you're into, uh, but art also, if it's the, the touchables, the tangibles, it can be really soothing. At least it was for me. Of course, it's music. It's soothing because the idea is just pure pleasure, doing something just for the sake of doing it. And my, my grandmother was actually both of my grandparents were quite um, artistic. My grandmother painted, my grandfather was an architect, and my grandmother also decoupaged. And I got into refinishing, well, not refinishing, that isn't even the right word. I would, you know, get old chairs at yard sales and pay next to nothing for them, sand them down, and then I would decoupage them. And then, then I got this idea to do one for each, for all seven of us. Of course, I did myself last, the five kids, then the husband, then me pretty much maps it out right there. And I did the, 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 uh, I decoupage the chairs based on each individual child's and then my husband and me on our personalities. So I did a Harry Potter chair for our oldest son, um, our middle daughter. I did an, I love Lucy chair, um, for my husband, I did all the, the 20th century presidents because he's super history, not, um, especially that particular era, uh, and I, and I did animals for our youngest and I did um, Star Wars for our youngest son. And I did all kinds of um, archy stuff for our first daughter. Now is into running. I would have changed it for now. But and I did it th- like kind of 3Ds because de- decoupage obviously isn't just painting. It's it's bumpy. So when I did like a skiing scene on on one of them and. Our oldest daughter also skis, and I would, you know, I made like a bumpy little mountains up where it wouldn't bother you, like kind of on the sides. And and wow, is it so soothing to touch the glue and the paint, and just have my hands in it. And that would be something that, um, you know, flow right was that's based on the work of Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. When you're in the cognitive flow, which comes from puttering and hobbies and leisure, doing something just for the sake of it. When we're in the flow, there's no one else we'd rather be than ourselves in that minute. There's nowhere else we'd rather be than, than in that moment. And we lose all track of time. And wow, is that the truth? Because on, on a day where, you know, they were in school or something, um, in the afternoon, I, I, you know, it'd be noon. And then all of a sudden the bus is there. Like it's so fast. And it felt like it was five minutes. And, and, it's just, and because you're just so immersed in it, I got paint all over myself and glue and the stuff I used to decoupage all over the place. It was pure pleasure. And the bonuses or the big benefit, I guess, is that it, it it's so rejuvenating 
There's no real goal. We're not getting paid for it. And it's you're not on any kind of timeline. Because if there's a timeline, it's not usually a hobby. You know, when it's open-ended, same thing with the tinkering, puttering thing. If somebody's trying to rebuild a, a car and it takes them, you know, 10 years. They're doing it just because they, you know, they're like, they like working on an old car or something. That was me with decoupaging. And then, then you would kind of finish with the chair. And I'm like, oh, I'm done now. What do I do? And I get another one and just start up. So the, the start stop thing wasn't really even part of it. Talk about being process based. And there's so much pleasure, which is part of happiness too. Pleasure in being process based because, and, and, the, and what a great way to be mindful. And if being mindful is hard for you, it can be a really great way to learn to become mindful because a hobby that you genuinely, genuinely enjoy and look forward to will swallow that, that present moment will swallow you up whole while the clock goes flying by. And so, again, the, the pleasure part also involves the fun part because we are so productivity-oriented that we forget to have fun. Play is fun. Playing is fun. I say so I work really hard at it. Not to have, I, I should say, how do I rephrase that? Because it's, it's kind of natural for me to be playful, so I don't know how much I work at it. But I bring it into the workplace. I was just decorating for Halloween in there and you know, those who know me well know to, you know, to hopefully wish me happy Halloween season on October 1st because it's official. You can start decorating your house then or, 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 or workspace or whatever, but having fun. I have a, I have a remote control fart machine. It's great fun to stick that between, um, you know, under the pillows when you have people over people, you know, you can get away with it with. You can't, well, we don't, we don't know a lot of stiff people. So actually it's pretty fine, but it's fun. The whole fun thing and hobbies bring fun and levity. And when we get so sucked into this, got to achieve, got to achieve goal, new goal, new goal. Remember when we, when we keep pushing that goal thing and keep reaching higher and higher and higher and higher, we're pushing that happy happiness envelope beyond the cognitive horizon. Not saying don't have goals. I am saying stay in the moment on the process. The goals and outcomes will take care of themselves. If you're giving it your best, if the bar is set it do your best in the process, the outcome will take care of itself probably better than you would have dreamed of because your energy is focused on, on and in the moment. Same thing with the hobby, that decoupage chair, the music piece you're working on, um, the, whatever creative endeavor you're doing in your home will come out amazing and you'll feel rejuvenated because it's pleasurable. Pleasure is good. Pleasure gets such a bad rap. It's actually on the lowest tier because pleasure doesn't last as long, right? But it's still important. Have that burger, have that five-star sex, paint a chair, something. Pleasure is good. Pleasure is very, very good. Next after that is the flow, flow state, okay? And then meaning is the top tier. So pleasure has has wonderful value, though it's short-lived. Next is the flow thing, like we are losing track of time and connected to the universe, doing the task and loving every second. Next level up, because that is more meaning, lasts longer. And then the meaningful life is, is the top one, which is the longest lasting. And that is a, a podcast for another time. So embrace your inner putterer. Be mindful in it. Be mindful in it. Do your hobby. If you don't have one, find one. Be in the moment, just loving what you're doing for the sake of doing it. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.